Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Welcome to season four, episode three of the Kevin and Philip Project. We appreciate you listening. Man, has Salina smelled lately. We just jump right in. You know, I uh, <laughs> I stepped out of the pickup tonight when I got over to Kevin's house, and I still had a faint sniff of it. But a couple of days ago, I'm telling you, you couldn't walk outside on the northeast side of town, or north, actually the southwest end of town, yeah. exact opposite of what I was saying. Well, southwest, southeast, I, it's I, been all yeah, over. Yeah, I think it's been everywhere. I didn't smell it so bad at my house out on the east side, but uh, when I was down, we actually got out of the car, driven in from McPherson, got out of the car at the... Uh, Olive Garden, and Lisa said, my God, somebody's dog has crapped all over the grass out here. <laughs> and I got out and said, well, he must have done it all the way to this side, too, because it's terrible. Yeah. Well, then I think we I commented on the on the uh, Facebook post of the Kevin and Phillip Project, and multiple people got on and said, my word. And uh, somebody shared that they were fertilizing pig, yeah. pig manure. Pig manure uh, all over, I guess. Uh, I'll yeah, tell you, it did, it did stink the town up for a couple of days. Oh, yeah, it... it uh, had to have been Monday, maybe. I was going to get in the pool, and I walked outside. And I couldn't even stand the smell. I couldn't even stay out there. And then uh, this was actually Friday that I think it? that okay. I I smelled the, the worst for the first time because I went down Friday morning and did a interview in McPherson and turned around and came back and met Gentry for lunch and uh, and when we got out we said well, I Good think it was grief. the Monday before that because we were at volleyball Tuesday. And that was the talk of volleyball, at least at the beginning, was uh, the smell of Salina. It started to fade away, but then uh, a friend of mine tagged me in a post when when Salina Post put on there what was going on, and yeah. and then I thought it was done. You know, I mean, there went two or three days, there wasn't too bad, and then yeah, last Friday it uh, I, the wind came must back. have just turned the right direction to get us back in there, and then the stench of a uh, you know after the uh, South Central football game. I don't know if you noticed this, but I I got texts from several parents after the game that said hey is the employment hit so bad in salina that businesses don't even have enough people to keep their doors open and i didn't know what they were talking about i had already left town as soon as the game was over but evidently multiple restaurants were closed after the game at say nine mm-hmm. o'clock because you know the same old thing lack of employees which is truly becoming a major issue in salina for for and I think, in particular, for the food service places, it's just gotten so bad. Well, it's 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 either drive through or nothing. It, I don't know. You know, there for a while we talked a lot on this podcast about some of the paychecks that were being handed out and, and contributing to that. But I was just talking to a gentleman today, just got back from Canada, yep. and uh, he said it's the same problem up there. Same. So. Hey, it's not an issue that's just good on or hard on Salina, Kansas. We. In our franchise, you know, we talk to people all over the country. And in Springfield, Illinois, we talked to a girl last week that said, we just cannot find people that want a job. And I'll tell you something, anybody that's out there that listening might just be a little interested in how the employment world looks. There's one of the funniest things. I'm employed, I am interviewing and seeing more people over the age of 65 already on Social Security than I am kids coming mm-hmm. in looking for a job. And the people on Social Security, inflation has killed them right because they're on this they're on the flat yeah. income you know that check is half and of that, what it was before yes. and yep. it's and you would not believe the amount of older people that i'm seeing walking in the door that aren't always fully capable of all the heavy industrial jobs that we have but are fully capable of working and the ones that are it's fully crazy. capable are too lazy to come in and even apply and it's 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 gotten to the point where it's just it's become an epidemic there's, i believe there's i mean no it's, inflation i was just well we were just doing some well repair and he said he, he used to buy that pipe for a dollar seven a foot. Yeah. And now it's over seven dollars a foot for the exact same thing over the past Good two grief. years. No, no inflation. No. We're not we're not do politics for the second podcast in a row. We'll get to that later. No, it's really not anything to do with politics. It's just flat inflation. Just I mean, if you're on a flat income, like if you're on social security or something yeah. like that, 
it, it, it's it's near impossible for those people to survive right now without going out and stealing or, or going back to work as a 70-year-old. And yep. that's it's a shame that they have to do that, but it's yep. it's the way of the world right now. Yep. If Maybe if their grandkids would get out and get a job and help them a little bit, that would help a little bit. But <laughs> but that that doesn't seem to be happening so much. No, it's – yeah, it's definitely – I mean, uh, businesses are having to change their hours. Um, there's some restaurants that have typically been open every day of the week that yep. they now have to. Because it used to be you had enough people where, you know, you could give people days off and, and still make your schedule and all that. And now that's not the case. So they just have to close the doors. Just close the doors for yep. a day or two just yep. to give people a break. So Yeah. Well, the yep. other thing to talk about, we're going to get into some football and, and other stuff here in a few minutes. But uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about real quick um, it, happening here in Salina is Jaded Thunder is back. So um, I guess public service announcement here. If you hear some loud noises over the next couple weeks, don't worry. Nobody's dying. Nothing's blowing up. They're just uh, dropping some some things out there in the bombing range. And but did you did you notice today the uh, there was quite a few more helicopters and jets mm-hmm. in the air today yep. already? Yep. It's it's absolutely. I I love it. I mean, yeah, it's so, cool. so for those people that don't know, um, it's a big. I think they bring over a thousand military personnel into Salina over the next couple weeks. Um, I mean, it's a great deal for Salina. They rent uh, all kinds of hotel rooms, obviously, and the hangars and, and buy their fuel and all that kind of stuff here. But uh, it's a, a joint exercise that Army, Navy, I think all four, I think Army, Navy, Air Force, and Marines, all four have have uh, planes and helicopters and stuff here that they do all kinds of exercises. But I would recommend that if you're out in the evening and you see some jets flying around, to head out to the airport if you've got a few minutes and go Fawcett Plaza is right there on the runway and you can see some really cool planes and and uh, when they take off and those jet engines fire up in the nighttime sky and you see them glow orange it's a it's a pretty cool deal to go out there and watch them I usually go out there a couple times while they're out here and, and check it out so you got nothing to do and you see them flying around go out there and, and watch it's it'll be this busy. isn't the same one where they do uh, bomb runs out at the bomb yes, range is yes it, it is. Is, was that yeah. open to the public this year. I know in the years past it's been open to the public where we could go out and watch them drop the sandbags out. And all I, that yeah, I don't know stuff. the answer to that. Yeah, I don't know about it at the bombing range, but uh, yeah, I just go and you'll see there's there will be cars lined up. So we'll the hear the we'll hear the booming for the next two weeks. Yep. So you don't will. call in to the local authorities asking what all the noise is. I did is. see You've people were calling nine one one wanting to know what the smell was though. But no, I was going to go back to that real quick. I was going to tell you a story when I that first time when I went out there, I looked at my wife. I'm like. Has it been that long since we picked up dog poop in the backyard? And she was like, "No, I just picked it up a couple of days ago." Well, then we thought we got a neighbor has a couple of big uh, Rottweilers over there. We thought, well, maybe it's been a while since he hadn't picked it up, and, and we got in the vehicle and left, and we could still smell it. And we were same deal. We were trying to figure out what the heck that was. So it was funny her face, and we were trying to blame it on our neighbors, trying to figure out where that stench was coming from. So, well, something big happened last night. Let's get into baseball for a couple minutes. You know, and it just football. keeps getting bigger, it seems like to me. Well, How does a guy, you know, does it make you feel old at, at any point that whenever you, and we're going to talk a little bit here about Albert Pujols, the great Albert Pujols, does it make you feel funny that he's the oldest guy in big league baseball? It pisses and, me off that the Royals passed on him. Well, and, him. For the, <laughs> and I would say for the last two months, he's been one of the best players in baseball, or at least yeah. one of the best hitters in he's baseball. He's definitely hitting the ball. Um, and to pass A-Rod for – now he's uh, fourth all time by yep. by himself at six hundred ninety seven. What yep. twenty five or so? Twenty one games, games left. Twenty one games yep. left. He's three, and I, I have already said if I'm a big league pitcher and we're down eight to nothing, something like that, I might just yeah, just got him a fastball. Yep. Just got him. A, know what's let's coming. go. Come on, seven hundred. Yep. Such no, a good it'll guy. Be a, I mean, at the clip he's hitting right now, he's going to get there. Yeah, I think so, he will too. It's uh, uh, we'll it's see. amazing to me that he's turned it around because the last couple of years he's with the Dodgers for a minute last year and the Angels, you know, for the last ten years, he seemed to kind of and it had to have been health issues, but he just seemed like he couldn't even get to first base. He right. just looks younger yep. and looks healthier, looks better. Maybe getting around his old buddy Wainwright and. And uh, Yachty has made him feel younger. But uh, he's certainly played well. And we don't talk a lot of baseball on here, but he's he's kind of been the highlight of the summer if you haven't been watching much. Um, the Yankees started off as a highlight, but they've been <laughs> a flat low light ever since. Still with a five-and-a-half game lead that tells you the American League East isn't as strong as it normally is. Yeah, but what was that lead at the peak? Oh, they at one point they were 60-and-20. Right. Playing 750 but, baseball. But didn't they have like a 20-some game 
lead in that division? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. more? Yeah, Almost it was a 15 game. It's so oh, big that it uh, okay. wasn't quite 20. But, okay. but they, were, they were on pace to have the most wins ever. And then all of a sudden, here comes the injuries. The only person that hasn't been injured is Judge. And Judge is here. What's Judge? He's uh, five home runs away from time. Babe Ruth was 66 for uh, Roger Maris and seven for the all-time leader in the American League, which I he's – He's gonna have to stay hot. He has been hot, but it would be exciting to see him do it. I guess I, I, I'm not 100 percent believer that Judge will come back to the Yankees next year, yeah, even still to this given, day. Yeah, I don't think that's it's a given. given. Yep. So if he's gonna ever do it, I hope make he does some it money. now. Now he's gonna make money no matter <laughs> where he goes. So well, yeah, and the Royals. Uh, they're no longer in, in last place in the division where I saw they were most that. of the time. So thanks to the Detroit Tigers for being worse than the Kansas City I Royals. I think if they could go 16-6 and six in their last 22, they could actually win 70 games. You think they can go 16-6? and six? No. <laughs> no. Good try. I was though. hoping for a 70-win season. I think that was their over-under in the beginning. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. I, I think it was 70. That, we talked but, about it a little yep. bit. But that's uh, – they haven't had a great year, but I tell you, they've got a lot of great talent, young great talent. Oh, if I had a dollar every time, I said they got all the young guys, and we're two years away. We're yeah. two years away. And send Johnny Damon off. Send, <laughs> we're two years from yeah. being two send years Send them all away, somewhere so. else. Yeah, so. Well, the the weekend not only was full of baseball, but there was some pretty, uh, well, get to the queen here in a little bit. Let's, you want to go into the, you want to talk about the queen Let's for talk a about the queen. Get that out of the queen way. Queen Elizabeth has died. Queen Elizabeth has passed away, and. You know, there's there's people here in America, and my sister-in-law, Cindy's one of them, that has always followed the royal family, can tell you all about everything, all of them are, and whether the Duke of this and the yep. Earl of that. Um, I like the, you know, the, the history of it, and no, knowing that her uh, great-great-grandpa, you know, was... Well, it hadn't been for her uncle, she'd have never got to be queen because I think her uncle he stepped passed to... It up. Yeah, yeah, there was a controversy going brother. on, so he didn't accept the... the the throne, so they gave it to her. So that's yeah. it. well, ended up giving it to her dad, and then or, yeah, and then sorry. passed yeah. on to because yeah. he was the second uh, oldest in the family. But anyway, um, it's still in the bloodline. Those things are neat, but I'm not a big follower of the rural family. That's not something that I. I went. Have you ever been to? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've went down and watched the changing, changing of, of the, the guard, guard yeah. and did those, and that's really neat to go see once in your life, and the you know the pageantry of it and all that, but. Um, but I'm not overly See, impressed and, with them. And I'm the opposite. <laughs> I would normally not give a crap. Um, I mean, I did. I'll be honest with you. Until recently, I didn't even really know what the royal family did. I mean, I know they don't have any abilities as far as lawmaking and parliament handles right. all that. Um, and and I know that they kind of represent right the. the uh, some United places Kingdom. don't want to be represented well, by them, correct. such as Jamaica yeah. and yeah. Uh, I saw a couple uh, countries Nevis. are going to try to get out now. Yeah. But um, understanding that, and then when I went there, I was the exact opposite. Going there to Buckingham Palace and Westminster Abbey and seeing all that stuff, I followed a lot more after I went there oh, you than did? I did before. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. So we went to Scotland on that same trip. So like, uh, I'll be honest with you. And Kelly rolls her eyes at me. I'm completely obsessed by this right now. Completely obsessed. I literally had my TV on all day. So they had her funeral in Scotland. They had the procession going down the street. It's so cool to, to watch them going down the streets it is. that we went bar hopping down in Scotland. And I mean, it's you just, know right where they're at when yep, they go down? Yep, there's some you places to tell I you recognize. A funny story you're not going to believe? My brother will be at her funeral next I w- Monday. I would not believe that. It's the truth. Really? My brother Johnny and Cindy are going. They're going. Going. Okay. I didn't know if they were just going to happen to be there. And so, well, uh, I told is. you she's obsessed. Yep, she is. But you know what's interesting with that? Um, I was, they were, again, I was watching it or listening to it today as I was working. And um, they're expecting the line. So when they bring her to London and put they her already, it was already terrible Hall. in, like you said, it's terrible in Edinburgh yesterday. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Okay. Gotta say it right. Come on. Don't, we don't need Scots getting mad at us here. Um, they're expecting the line to to view her when her casket's at Westminster Hall over the next few days yeah. to be over five miles long, and the people are going to have to stand in line for over 24 hours. From but they, they may get, get out and use the restroom if they have to is what I, they've said. I don't know. I, I, read I, it I know today. they can't set up. They can't do barbecues. They can't set up grills. Yep. They can't set up tents. I guess they will set out uh, toilets for them because they said that they would allow them to get out of line to use the restroom only. 
So I guess you just bring a snack in your pocket. Yeah. Is what I'm figuring. Pack, pack it lunch. See, I wouldn't be that obsessed with it that I had to. I go would not see do it. that. No, uh, that's no. I it's, it's hard for me to even stand in line to see a. But you know, Garth Brooks. I'm not going to stand no, in line no. for hours. Twenty four hours, five yeah, mile no long way. line. No, no. So well, and and here's the thing. I think that that to me is is the most interesting of the situation. Like. It's the cultural significance of this moment. Like, for most That's of the world's population, yeah. we've never seen this. Because she was on the throne for, what, 71 years well, or something like that? She so, was married to uh, Prince Philip in 47. My mom was born in 46. Right. So she's been I mean, a part of... Probably 90-plus percent of the world's population has not bit seen the coronation of, of a, a new, new royal. King, yeah. and, or the funeral. I mean, obviously... Um, they had the funeral here a year ago or whatever, and Princess Diana's. But this is this is a whole different situation, yeah, obviously different being the queen now. But uh, you know, I was thinking, I was as they're talking. That what's interesting to me is, you know, now they got to start changing their currency. Yeah, they got to start changing their postage stamps because it always has the 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 picture of the the queen or now the king. Um, things like Heinz. So I guess in in London or in England, products that are that the queen liked. Coca-Cola, Heinz ketchup, they have labels on them for some That's special okay designation the queen or, that the queen yeah. that you know the queen likes this, and so they got to change all those now. It's going to say king instead of queen. You know they changed the words to the national anthem is God save the king now, which right. there's a group of people that have lived their whole life singing God save the queen. Most people have yeah. only something that, their and whole now that lives. you yeah. know, so it's just interesting to but me. But it's funny to me that they they immediately changed it. Because they were yes. Charles came in up in the what's the name of the town Edinburgh Ed, Edinburgh it came in and and they changed the words from the queen to the king as immediately as Correct. he showed up. Um, this I mean I know people live much longer than they used to live and nobody's getting their heads chopped off anymore or anything like that. But for her she reigned for seventy years and two hundred and fourteen days, the longest monarch ever. It makes me think that uh, King Charles now is going to have a pretty good run at it because. She passed her great grandmother as the longest yeah. monarch ever. Now he'll never have a chance to be the longest right, monarch ever, but he potentially could live to be something. Yeah. No, he's oh, seventy-two. There's I think. yeah, no, there's definitely longevity in the genes there. For yeah, sure. that's what I was saying. Yeah. There, they must be a good, healthy gene yeah. coil that they yeah. come from. But anyway, it is it's, it is pretty neat. And and the truth is, Johnny is had already books was going there and everything okay just fell into he's just going to be there out. perfectly yep. right whenever and he was saying first of all he cindy was excited about it, but he said uh you know uh, pubs were closed mm -hmm. uh things were and he goes i don't want to get there and everything's closed because yeah. <laughs> you know what and that that could potentially happen yep it could um, but anyway that I, was the i will be watching the funeral on monday just so everybody knows i'm I, like i said i've I watch it. I have it on while I'm working, listening to stuff. I, I'm obsessed with it right now. I, I'm like you. Right when I went over there, and I went over there in, uh, in all honesty, it's how long ago it's been. The month before 9-11 was when I was over there. So that's been, that was 2001. So it's mm -hmm. been a lot of years since that, 21 years ago. Um, but I came home with like, oh, I didn't know that's exactly where they lived and right. how they lived and how all that stuff and all the, pageantry of all those guys in those bobby hats and we went to the uh tower of london and yep. went and saw the jewels and all that stuff and it's it's all pretty amazing if you go see it in person yep uh, but but anyway that's so let's get away from the queen and get to some let's talk important football. stuff like let's talk scott frost let's talk scott frost Did i you know it's, i uh, haven't had this much fun with nebraska fans in a long long time it's been absolutely great um so to start with, so I'm assuming most people listen to this podcast or follow football know that Scott Frost got fired. Um, kind of funny that we, at the beginning of the, the football season, Philip and I joked around about um, if Scott Frost isn't careful, he's not even going to make it to the OU game. Yep. Which and I would have never thought Which we thought happened. we were just joking around about that. Didn't know that was serious. But uh, So Nebraska lost to uh, Georgia State on Saturday. How bad are you at your job when your boss – decides he'd rather pay an extra $7.5 million to get rid of you now than to wait until October 1st to get rid of you. I don't know a big company in Nebraska 
But I, I'm thinking uh, Kellogg's Corn Flakes since they're so corny or whatever. <laughs> somebody came in with seven and a half million dollars and said, "Get him the hell out yeah, of here." There's some big companies. I mean, there's there. I mean, there's got to be yeah. somebody big that just said, right. "We can't do and, this anymore," and 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 save him the. Now watch Oklahoma probably go up there and get beat by two touchdowns. But but most of the people I read this Lincoln Journal this weekend and and they were all saying, hey, if you've got the guts to come and watch the OU game, then you've got more fortitude than the rest of us have. <laughs> I mean, it's just and it would have been horrible for him. The way they've played, they're not getting better. They're regressing and getting worse. Oh yeah, yeah. And and I would have never thought that because I, I, hey, no, Scott I Frost, thought it was in, a home run higher. In, yeah, 2017, he's the hottest coach out they, there in the. They country. got their local kid. Yep. You know, I mean, all that he did at Nebraska playing football, and, and uh, I mean, he was at the top of everybody's list. Hey, that was a can't-miss hire. In 97, Scott Frost, well, he had left He'd left uh, born in Lincoln, raised in Lincoln, been a Nebraska fan yep. since the day nope. he put on diapers. 97 comes back, wins the national championship for yep. him. Match made in um, heaven. Yeah, it's just perfect. Goes off 20 years later, wins the – for, you know, he went undefeated that year right. and beat. Uh, they gave themselves the national championship beat, that year. Well, UCF did, yeah. but not whenever he wanted. He beat Peyton Manning in the oh Orange oh. Bowl. You're talking about when they when yeah. he played. Yeah, '97. He beat Peyton Manning in the Orange Bowl, and I mean, he was the talk of college football. Potential Heisman guy. Yep. Uh, probably was in the running for the Heisman. I can't remember that, but but I know he was a 13 and 0 record. And then 20 years later, he has a coaches a team to a 12 and 0 record. Probably didn't deserve to call themselves the national champions, but they did beat Auburn in the in a big bowl game and everything. Um, so when they hired him in seventeen, I thought if anybody can turn it around, he can. Yep. Now, who, in all God's honesty, I hear these names: <laughs> Mark Stoops. Uh, yep. I even heard Deion Sanders. Oh, I haven't heard uh, that one. Um, Matt Campbell, Matt Campbell from Iowa Chris State, Clement, Lance Leipold. But, but of all those guys, you say all those guys. Who would want it? Why would Mark Stoops leave Kentucky where he's winning at? I, I don't think Stoops would leave. I Kentucky. don't think he would. And I, I, don't, I think Campbell, I, I, I would be. For the if, money alone? Is that your I mean, is that I mean there, there's no doubt that the resources you have at your disposal at Nebraska are going to be better than at Iowa, Iowa State. State. Yeah. There's no um, if I was going to pick somebody, I'd ever say gonna he's win. the odds-on favorite. But, no, I'd, I mean. You're, I, not gonna, you're, not, you're not going to pass Michigan and Ohio no. State. Maybe I think one a hard year time, here and there. You I think you're, then you're going to have a hard time with Wisconsin and Penn State, and now you've got UCLA and USC that's yeah. going to be. So you're you're starting at your very best and your best year, maybe, maybe the seventh or eighth best team in your conference, yeah. most years. So here, here's what I don't understand, and this gets into I have a hard time donating money to universities and to sports program. Obviously, I'm talking K-State here. And I don't think K-State would do this. I think that we've been lucky and had athletic directors that are very fiscally responsible. But So they if they fire Scott Frost after October, October 1st or 1st, after, three more weeks. it's $7.5 million buyout. If they fire him before October 1st, it was a $15 million buyout. I told you they love him there. So, And it's they're not going to hire – if they're going to hire a coach – they're not going to hire a coach in the next few weeks. No. Um, if there's anybody that's out there that they're going to hire, that that guy is coaching somewhere. Yep. They'll so do a Lincoln Riley deal. Some somebody really... will lie. Somebody will lie all year long and say, "Oh, Correct. I'm staying here forever." Correct. Yeah. And first. Correct. Day the door so open. So why not let him coach for the next two weeks right. and save yourself so seven and a half million dollars? Because nothing's going to happen in the next two weeks. You know, I I heard the fans were chanting "fire him!" You know, after the game, and then there must have been. It must have been more upset people than me and you can fathom. Uh, it yep. must have been major upset city uh, up there. And uh, hey, they've they've put up with this too long though. They've been too good, and they've got too, like I said, ninety seven. You're talking twenty three years, twenty five years ago. They were national champions, yeah. and in the mix. And I went back a few, several times. I've done this over the years, but I've gone back and went, okay, go ninety seven, eighty seven, seventy seven, sixty seven, fifty seven. Nebraska's always in the top ten all yep. those years going back. Yep. And and so is Ohio State, Since, Oklahoma. And there's different ones that has always been in that top. Nebraska's one of the few that have completely just disappeared for twenty five. Well, years. Solich was nine and two his last year, and yep. that wasn't good enough. So Not they fired enough. him. And that, then that it's was gone the downhill of the from, end there. from there. Yep. Yep. Outside of a couple of years with Bo. Um and Bo had him coming back. I mean, he had him on the right track and then they didn't like his demeanor, so they got rid of him and 
Well, Mike you gotta, Riley, you got to believe back. the resources, though. Like so, you said, they oh, have yeah. the resources. They just got to get the right it's person there to recruit. It's a unique situation, only having Deion one Sanders. state university and no pro teams there. That literally all of those resources, Are from a sports yours. standpoint, go to that university in yep. Nebraska. So what's funny is, you know, I, I mentioned this. I've been having so much fun with Nebraska fans on Twitter. It started with after the Northwestern game, just saying, ha-ha, I guess it wasn't Adrian Martinez after all that sort of thing. So, you know, obviously they get defensive. And here, here's what's funny about this. Um, so when they talk, when Adrian Martinez was transferring to K-State, um, and at the same time Nebraska was getting Casey Thompson, who was the quarterback at Texas before and transferred right. to, to Nebraska. His daddy was a boomer. They're like, well, you know, because they didn't want Adrian Martinez to do well at K-State and make their program look bad. Well, you know, Big 12 defenses suck. Weaker conference. He's going to tear it up. He's not playing the competition. But Casey Thompson, he, he's the next Tommy Frazier out there. What you, what uh, conference did he just come from? Yeah. Oh, the same one you're putting down, and now yeah. you're saying he's better. Like, I'm, it was it was pretty funny listening to him talk in circles. I did Do you remember um, – You are you old enough to remember this? Casey Thompson's dad on the front page of Sports Illustrated in his orange no. suit selling cocaine at the University of Oklahoma and got my man Barry Switzer fired. Nope. That's Didn't Charles Thompson. That. That's his daddy. No joke. Yep. Didn't know that. He's front page Sports Illustrated in his orange jumpsuit selling coke on the uh, on the campus. And now, hey, NIL deal, he wouldn't have to do that. They should have come up with that a long time ago. <laughs> Nope, I hadn't heard of that. So oh, that's who he is. His his dad was the old, you okay. know, he's the guy that got Switzer fired. Yep, didn't basically. know that. So there you go. Um, but but back to Scott Frost. He's, he's 10 and 26 against Big Ten. Of several games he probably should have won, you know, that he didn't uh, win. One, that's one of his one biggest problems. His one score record is horrible. Games within one score. Yeah, oh, last year he lost horrible. like six games yeah. by one. And But his against a ranked opponent, if you're, if you're Nebraska – you got to beat a ranked opponent every now and then. He's 0-14 against ranked yep. opponents, and that it's not good enough. And nope. and I really do believe the $7.5 million is almost a peace giving to him. They, I mean, there's so much money in college football, $7.5 million is a drop right. in the bucket. Yeah, but, man, you think about you gotta, you're got you going to have to fork it out to bring the coach of the caliber you're looking yep. for. Yep. Wait till October 1st and use that $7.5 million <laughs> to pay somebody I bet money. you somebody else come up with so, it. I wouldn't I'm, be a I'm, bit they shocked. They had to have. So. Now, over the weekend, is there other than Frost getting fired, oh. anything shock you oh. over the weekend? No, I got, I got a good one for you, yeah. So, um, so obviously, the loss, Texas A&M losing to Appalachian State at home uh, was hilarious. Um, sorry <laughs> if this makes a noise. I'm going to move my microphone here. Um, I uh, There was a video that surfaced today um, from uh, – the yell practice that A&M does before on Friday nights yeah, before their games. Um, so this video surfaced, and I'm going to play. It's one minute long, and this is the head of their yell, uh, their top yell leader, whatever you call him, um, getting the crowd pumped up before they start doing all their cheers and everything. What was funny was I had this bookmarked on Twitter initially, and then Twitter took it down because apparently Texas A&M must have called Twitter and said, you got to take that down. Copyright issues. We made the video, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I found it on YouTube right before we started here. So I'm going to play this for you to listen to. Hopefully you can hear it. Oh, is that embarrassing? 
Uh, I, and you know what? If I was Texas A&M, I'd ask Twitter to take that down too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Pay oh, Appalachian State's beautiful. coming to kick your butt. So, no, I and, saw and what that. Did, I you know, Appalachian State ends up getting a one point two million dollar payday or something like that. It's was over that right? a mil- it was oh, over a million, yeah, yeah, but that's not the big one. The big one was Marshall getting the big money from <laughs> Notre Dame, like one point three million or something like that. But I mean, you you bring in a team that you're supposed to beat and they beat you. And Appalachian State flat out played Texas A&M the whole time. I, I you know, are, is there any chance that uh, Jimbo Fisher's on any kind of a hot seat? I, I, I don't think so this year. I mean, unless it just is complete disaster. And I say that because they obviously had this big recruiting class that just came yeah. in. They paid yep. thirty or fifty million or whatever it was in NIL deals for this recruiting class. They're still all freshmen. I mean, they're good, but they're still all freshmen. Yeah. So I think you gotta, if you're gonna spend that kind of money, you gotta, you gotta give them a. Well, little they already bit backed time. the backed the uh, truck up and load, unloaded money on Jimbo Fisher. Like, it's unbelievable. Yep. And another thing I found out over the weekend, I thought. Hey, Texas is pretty good. Uh, I thought they looked. That was my surprise of the week. Yeah, I thought they played uh, about as well as they. I don't know that if Ewers doesn't get hurt, if they don't beat Alabama. I would agree with that. Now, Alabama did some things in that game that are so un-Alabama characteristically. Over 100 yards penalties in the first half. They said it's the most penalties, and and that is so uncharacteristic of a Nick Saban team, but they were. They I mean, they. That's why but, you get them early what in the I, season. What I got, yeah, right. You got them early. Yep. Uh, I mean, you can turn around and yeah. play this Texas yeah, Alabama. This is in late November, year. December. It might be a blowout, yeah. but but Texas actually looked. Uh, Bijan Robinson looked yep. really good. I thought Hudson Card when he came in played really well, and the overshone for Texas defense really good. But they made some of the dumbest yep. penalties that I. I mean, just yep. out of your mind, dumb penalties. Yeah. No discipline the, whatsoever. The penalties, and then I was watching. We were kind of flipping back and forth between the K State Missouri game and and that game. And I at halftime, so right before halftime, Texas is on like the two yard line, and there was just a couple seconds left to go, and they decided to kick the field goal, and he missed it. Yeah, not. I mean, you were you're expecting him to make it. It was literally like a 19 yard field right. goal. But you're not going to beat Alabama by kicking field goals. No. And I get the no. situation. Even though Alabama only scored good. 20. I, I, when Texas didn't go for it, I said, this is going to end up costing them the game. And those, those it, who knows, they would have got in the end zone, but it did. So, I. But at the end of the day, though, I looked up and I said, hey, it, early in the year, it's, why you, it's, I, it's always why I think the OU Texas game, you know, a lot of times it ends up being – over the years, it's been like if you win that game, you got a pretty good chance of yep. playing for the conference championship or whatever. So that game, get that out of the way. But getting Texas early is always an advantage, yeah. I think. Yep. Uh, uh, the, but uh, should have won the ball game. In my mind should have won the ball game. You had every opportunity in the world to show something. And then after the game, this is not something that I would think that is be something Texas would say. But they were saying moral victories. You know, moral victories. I I, I don't see moral victories when you think you're good. One thing I loved about the Texas, uh, the guys talking, you know, the TV announcers, they said 98% of the roster is from the state of Texas. Right. Well, that just goes to show you there's more ta- tex- oh, yeah. talent in Texas yeah. than Oklahoma and Kansas, Nebraska I'm put sure together. I bet A&M is probably the same way. Yep. Um, I, Oklahoma's so, the same way. Yeah. I mean, we are 80% Texas yeah. kids. So. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a different deal when you're recruiting base. You, you don't even have to get an airplane. From, don't yep, have, no yep, airplane rides. So, just yep. go get them. Uh, now Kansas, you went, you went and watched it. I hear you were the good luck charm at the Kansas uh, versus apparently. West Virginia game, and um, good for Kansas. Yes, uh, I, I'm going to say I'm a little surprised because I thought West Virginia would actually be a little better yeah. than that. No, uh, I mean I, I'm going to say this. First off, I will say congratulations to Kansas. Best start in 15 years. Two and zero. Oh, I've got money on the over on the season wins at two and a half, so I want them to win one more game. Yes, you're number one in the Big Twelve right now. Congratulations, you're one of the two teams that have played a conference game. Take a picture. However, <laughs> <laughs> those were by far the two worst teams in the conference. I mean, I West Virginia having that quarterback from Georgia. I was kind of. I thought I that's mean, where I was giving them a little bit of hope. He doesn't have anything around him. Like yeah. that team was horrible. Neil Brown won't make it through the season in West Virginia. I don't think. I think he's he's going to be done. I'm glad K State did not settle on him or pass up him. I shouldn't say settle um, when they were looking for a coach because he was on the short list at the end. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I think KU's. I mean, I had them over. I think I think four to five win if they can beat Duke, which they should. I yep. think um, four or five four to five wins is not out of the out of the question. So. Um, and and the Big Twelve needs a good KU. Or they can't continue to be the laughing stock, especially in the situation we're in right now with OU and Texas leaving. We got to have a, a decent KU. Well, you, you see, with Houston coming into the league next year, and and of course with be so Houston played Texas Tech, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought Houston would beat Texas Tech in a way, yep, but Texas I Tech beat them. So Texas Tech's quarterback was out, right? So, so I, I thought that would be a sure thing. I was thinking Baylor would beat BYU, but th- there were there was a couple of games that are previews of what's going to happen in the future um still good ball games yep. i mean you're not you're not missing out on much in the big 12 whenever you bring in houston and byu they're two good teams um i wanted to talk a little bit if you don't have anything else to talk about some of this conference realignment let's do it and i was just the, the, what i was going to get into is i read a story today out of the daily Oklahoma about um the non-revenue sports the olympic style sports the running the volleyball the mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, tennis, golf, all of them yeah. that are going. Rowing. Okay, they because of the issues that we're having in the airlines right now with the airline. You know, getting kids football and basketball, you're never going to worry about. They'll charter the planes. It's going to be direct flights anywhere you go. But a baseball team, a softball team, a volleyball team, you may have to book three different planes to get kids places mm-hmm. because you're just going to all be private flyer. You know, I mean, going to be just like me and you traveling. And uh, so they've come up with this idea, and I don't know if you've heard of it, and you'll, you might have to go to the article, but it's in the Daily Oklahoma Day talking about why conference realignment may force the Big 12 schools to make changes to all those sports. And there's a group out there called uh, Lead One, L-E-A-D One, that's put together all these schedules that goes, okay, like with, with uh, the Big Ten now, they are over four different time zones. Mm-hmm. The Big 12 is now in three uh, time zones. So you take like Soon West Virginia four, going to four. Texas Tech, and now B- when BYU yeah. has to play, I think BYU's closest school is going to be 886 mm-hmm. miles away. And what they're saying is, and I, I'm kind of getting on board with this thing after reading the article, is all those other schools are going to have to stay regional. Correct. You're going to have to like say K State volleyball is going to have to still play, and out of your own conference, but you might go play Wichita State. Nebraska, Kansas, Missouri, and stay in this region where the traveling is not excessive. They they were talking about a West Virginia coach said that they'd sent their one of their teams, and I don't know if I think it was a softball team, but they said it took them four days to get them all back home because of flight delays and things like that. And he goes, kids aren't only here for sports. They're here for school as well. And here they are missing classes. I like the idea in those other sports to do – Something more they regional. They have to. So I, I've said this from day one when this all started um, a few years ago. I'm not an athletic director at a university. But common sense tells me that you have a challenge here. Let's say you go to another conference, and let's say you ultimately make $30 million more in that football TV contract revenue over the course of a season. Think about the old Big Eight, Philip. If you're K State or Oklahoma State, for that matter, your golf, your tennis, those kind of sports, you get in a van, yeah, and drive eight six hours, hours most, seven hours, yeah, at the most. I mean, what's eight. what's probably farthest? Norman to Ames, or say they went to or Colorado, maybe Boulder. Yeah, not, but it's not but, that bad right. of a drive. Yeah, six you can hours get in the car and drive it. Yeah. So now you've got, and you still can do that in some cases, but now you've got the West Virginias where going that's, to you're, never, you're never going to drive there. No. And then you add on, um, now with the even more expansion with BYU, Cincinnati, I mean, everything is going to be a, a long trip. You have to schedule so that maybe you hit Cincinnati, West Virginia, like you hit those schools like all at one time. And then come back. But to your point, these are students first, or supposed to be students first, especially right. in a lot of those sports. So you're talking about taking them out of school for a week or two at a time, you know, to say, let's say Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and um, I don't know, somebody else in the Pac 12 joins the Big 12. Yeah. 
So you're, when you go out there, you're going to go hit Arizona, Arizona State. Call, you're going to hit those in succession to get the, your, your sports out. You can't tell me that you make $30 million, but it costs you $20 million more for these schools, <laughs> yeah. for these other sports to go do this how you're coming out that much ahead. Is it worth the pain in the butt that it is on this realignment? And I, they're smarter than me. Obviously, they've got it figured out or they wouldn't do it, but I don't see how that makes sense. It, it, these guys were saying what this, this group that I'm talking about said. They, they're advocating for conferences to do what they have always done in basketball and football. Mm-hmm. Still do it. I mean, charter your plane, do, you right. stay in your – but for the most part, try to play regionally on the rest of the schedule. And then there, the one drawback is – um, the the tur- the tournament bids, mm-hmm. but in those sports like volleyball, that'd be the one time you just bring them all together in a central location yeah, and do the yep. do the Big Twelve tournament of volleyball tournament right. or whatever. Uh, but it, it to me it just it makes no sense to try to well, get on get uh, a baseball team well, from UCF. Yeah, out of Orlando and All try to get the them. Country. Try yeah. to get them to Provo. Yeah, how many? Do you know how many times they would probably stop? Two to three times. They might go Atlanta to Denver, yeah. Denver on to yep. Provo. Big, I mean, it'd just be a nightmare. Baylor, trying to get them. BYU kicked off at like nine thirty. Yep, you better get used to it because if we bring in Arizona, Arizona State, some of those Pac twelve schools. Yep, that's going to be common. So I, I would say this. I think if you're going to do the expansion and you're going to cross the country like that, I think at that point you need to get to 16 teams. So you have divisions and you're playing everybody in your division twice, which is locally. So those are the closer ones. And then you only play some of those other schools, you know, like the SEC does where you maybe play them twice out of every six years or something well like your that. winter sports when you start running into weather in denver oh, yeah, and utah and things denver? like that you're Oof. yeah i mean you you may have kids out of school like you said three yeah. to four days i mean miss the whole school week a tuesday yeah. night game you may not get home till saturday yeah yep. um, it's happened to me just a couple of times and i'm not traveling with that big and you know how hard it is one time we missed a flight we overslept in uh la trying to get back here and we we actually drove to denver Flew out and saw a girl from Kansas Wesleyan that was our friend. Um, used to babysit the kids, Danielle. She, but she, we missed the flight anyway. But just trying to get us six seats all back to Denver. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine trying to get 24 yeah. seats back? Yeah. No. I mean, that's what they said. They go, we had to divide them up on three to four right. different planes. We had to. Right. Then you got to get them from, depending on where they're flying into, from the airport to the yep. campus. Getting them to, yeah, yep. it just it, it becomes a nightmare. Where I, I do like the idea of what would be wrong with uh, – Kansas State volleyball playing more regional, be more fun going and playing Missouri, going down and playing um, uh, Wichita State. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Still bring Nebraska down and play no, Nebraska, do things like that. They'll kill us. But yeah, but but I mean, but all the yeah, other no. sports, even the yeah. swimming yeah. and the diving, all just of it. the Olympic like sports. Rowing, types. you have to bring, you have to drive. Yep, because you have to take your. Boats, whatever they call them, canoes, whatever they are. You have to take them with you. You can't put those on a plane. So, Well, did you go down this past week and watch uh, Derby play Salina South? I did not. Now, I had some guys come in and say we were we had Monday Night Football on Sunday night last night over at Travis's house, and we got to talking a little bit about them, and they're they're good. I guess they're – are they ranked number one in the state? Uh, the Derby. Uh, they, I think they were. They lost to um, Manhattan, though. They've got the best. Week. They've got the fastest kid in the state. This this uh, Dylan Edwards kid. <laughs> and um, can I go off on him for a second? You, you we're going to let him go off. But here's some of the things that he's about to go off on him. But I'm going to defend him a little bit. And but I'm going to depend. I'm going to start by saying Clint tells me, and a couple of the other guys that were there said he is the littlest guy you ever saw. He's not little, big. Little bitty. I mean, he's bigger I don't than see a him Darren the, Sproles or a, But I don't see him being – I don't. And they, they were just saying he's going to have to bulk up. I mean, yes. he can fly. There's yes. no question he can fly. I think he'd come out as like the Gatorade and they raced. He was like the, he was fastest, the fastest one, one of all camp, of them yeah. or whatever. Yep. But anyway, he did decommit from K-State in the last couple of weeks and signed with Notre Dame. And so he I did. think Kevin wanted to talk about that a little bit. Well, and it's not just him. I, I, I'm going to oh, use is his an example. Pandemic. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a problem. So, all right. So, he commits to K-State. During the press conference, he says K-State was the place he wanted to be. So, his dad played at K-State. Right. So, there's some ties there. 
he's not going to continue recruiting. He's not decommitting. He's not transferring. They discussed how important loyalty was to their family during this press conference. That's the thing. Keep your mouth shut. 36 days later. Don't get me wrong. If Notre Dame offers me, I'm going to Well, check you know, it that's why you don't, you don't care if a kid yeah. changes his mind, but don't stick your foot in your Correct. mouth on the way out. And, and at the end of the day, probably should have never committed to K-State yet. I mean, right. if he's that open, because it almost feels like as a K-State fan, he used that as leverage because he didn't get offers to some of these other schools until after he committed right. to K-State. And I, I would say I have an issue with, well, he schools offering after somebody commits, but I get but it. But they're gonna you know, they're gonna do it. So the problem is now with the like I've got two starting quarterbacks across the country that both committed OU and were starters at OU. Mm-hmm. So the, the frustration of it's gonna be with all of us from now on. He's he just started a year earlier than they did, but you take Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams, hey, they have no loyalty. They can no. talk you loyalty all day long and they'll stab you in the what? back. So you better like the front of the shirt and not the back from now oh, on no. because kids yeah. will Correct. bail Yeah, you're you. not going to have those four- or five-year guys. It's going to no. be rare, especially a school like K-State. But uh, I don't what? even care if it's K-State. I think you Oklahoma could get a five-star recruit, and if they he doesn't could. get to play as a freshman, he's, he's gone. It's possible, he's but it's school. less likely at an OU than like a, a Deuce Vaughn, say, at K-State, who gets yep. there, ends up being pretty good and decides after two years he's going to, to somewhere else. But here's what here's what really bothered me about this whole situation with Dylan Edwards at K-State. Is K-State backed off recruiting two other running backs that they were probably going High to get on, one yeah. of because he had committed. I saw that. So nope, nope, they, you have zero they backed commits off. Now. K-State backed off. Then he decommits, goes to Notre Dame instead. We got nobody. Yeah. I mean. I saw that. That's so, not good. But it's, I mean. It's, but you know what you've got? You've got an open transfer portal that you can yep. go get you it one. It used to be, and he didn't sign letter of intent, so this is fine. But it used to be once that piece of paper was signed, it's yep. a done deal. Now that's not even the no, case. That like, there's exist. no way for you to confirm that that kid is ever going to step foot on campus. Did you hear this Ewers kid at Texas that started against Alabama ended up injured? Um, someone told me it's like a $10 million deal. Do you think there's I, any truth to that? I don't know the answer to that. He got a one. He was the first million dollar NIL deal at Ohio State, and he saw the field for three handoffs and then transferred. And then, but then look at him not Texas, and you're the right. guy that's deep pocketed and has gave him. And whether it's ten million or one million, it's more money than I've got. So, uh, I'm just saying, it's it, how do you do it? And the kid plays, and he's out by the end of the first half and not playing now, and who knows? They say he may not be back until the Oklahoma game. But, I mean, I think that's what you're looking at in these NIL deals. And then you take Caleb Williams and, and Spencer Rattler that were in on these deals too, and they don't even play for you anymore. I just – Yeah. It's not well, – and, and not just them. I think Oklahoma lost about as many people as anybody could lose. And watching Oklahoma now play two games, I don't think we're the sixth best team in the country. Um, Not yet. I've actually thought Arkansas looked better than quite a few of the other guys. They they actually played two pretty decent football teams and pounded the thunder out of them. Well, if you watch, though, and you watch these on Twitter and Facebook and stuff, I mean, and, and I get it. I, I'm not in their position, so it's hard for me to judge their situation. But, I mean, this is all about building a brand. I mean, if their ultimate goal is going to be going to the NFL, they're trying yep. to build this brand. And, and with Dylan Edwards going to Notre Dame – Okay, we can argue that's probably good for him if he, you know, makes it there and gets to play. But honestly, I would rather him do it now than if he came to because if, if he's going to do it now, who's to say if he came to K State after two years was doing really well, he wouldn't do the same thing anyway. So he might as well just do it now and get it over with versus being there for a while and then do it. I mean, I don't know. It's you're never going to get him back now because I think your fans went off on him on Twitter and Correct. everything they did. else. And, so. and I have a problem with that. I mean, I have, and it happens. It's not case. Oh, it happens everywhere. Oh well, yes, it's just fans but to are, go after a kid like that. I mean, at the end of the day, he made a mistake in committing to K State. Is right. what it boils down to. He committed to K State too early. He saw Avery Johnson commit. He got wrapped up in all that. Um, or wait, no. Did he commit first? I can't remember. He saw another kid commit to K State. Well, him and Avery Johnson, that quarterback at Mays, both they played together as kids, and they they were 
they were going to come together or whatever. So, yeah, I can't remember. Now, I think Avery you know, committed you, first. What's it saying about that? The people going on Twitter and Facebook, and he said they were blowing up his phone, which may mean that he, he was blowing up his Twitter or whatever. Right. But the fan bases everywhere have got so many. Uh, Oklahoma, to me, is one of the worst because I watch it all the time, and I'll think, how are you guys this big of an idiots that you would just – especially when you have kids that age. Like, how is that age that would be that – or Harper. Right. Yep. You want to blast Hal because he makes a different decision? or I mean, I look at them as kids where I think these keyboard warriors just attack everybody. Oh, yeah. No, I they guess. do. And if they were staying there in person, they wouldn't say that yeah. to his face. Yeah, no. And I, like, like I said, I, there's no, no justifying that kind of behavior. Um, but it, it's frustrating to, to see that happen. And then, like I said, the most frustrating thing is K-State laid off those other two running backs. Yep. I saw them. And then they both signed with other schools. You'll go get so, a good. Uh, you'll go get a good guy from the transfer portal. So. Well, um, picks. I need to straighten this out because we've been posting on Facebook, and I'm going to give Philip credit for his Georgia pick. So we asked. We told you we were going to put our picks of the week on on our Facebook page on week zero. We did that. I won my game. I realized after the next day that the mine game doesn't until Thursday. Didn't go until the next week. Yeah. Well, then, so that was considered week one, and then I forgot to, to put picks on week one, so I didn't put them out there. And so we did week two last this last, this past weekend. So Philip did tell me he was going to take Georgia. They did cover. It was just a week later. So we'll give Philip the win on that one, even though nobody knew about it but me. Is Georgia the best team in the country? I think so. I just – I. Hey, if you won it last year and you're coming, I, why not start off number one and let yeah. them disprove it? But yeah. boy, they've looked pretty darn. Their defense is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, you watch some of those when those SEC schools play yep. against like, the top tier teams play against each other. It's just at a different speed than it what is. you see in the yep. Big Twelve. I mean, it's yep. it's it's crazy. But I say that to say our updated standings. I'm two and zero. Oh, Philip is one and one. So three and one on the season. Not too bad of a start. You'd be up money. So, that is if I told you the picks. I, I quit going. I, up. I quit betting. No, you didn't. No. <laughs> you know, like the OU game was a 30-point spread. And it's 33-3 final. I, we we tease and laugh about that. We go, how are those guys so good at yeah. putting the spreads together? And it's games that you'd think, how? why would they pick 30? I, What's I, the magic number there? But they're so good at it. I, I, I probably overall, with different things going on with – with some of the online uh, casinos that now offer betting in Kansas as of September 1st and getting free yep. picks, some stuff I do on my own. I probably made 10, 11 picks on the weekend, and I bet four or five of them were with either a push or within half a point one way or the yeah. other. It's crazy. It's amazing that they're that good. I know that they put them into these, these – um, computers and they play a thousand yeah, virtual games against them and, and then simulations then which but how about this 10 years ago they didn't do that and those guys were that good i mean there's just guys that are so yeah. good at doing I, I did take hawaii they were a 51 and a half point underdog at michigan i was like if somebody's getting over 50 points i have to take them i just need him to score twice and i'm gonna win that game right they scored 10 I only lost by 49, 45, so I won that game. So <laughs> I always take a 50-pointer, huh? You just uh, – You know, surely in the fourth quarter, they'll – Yeah. You so, let the so subs in. We, we've just got a few minutes left. I'm going I'm to throw this at you. I saw this. Um, this was right before the season started, going back to the NIL stuff. An interesting idea from University of Texas San Antonio's head coach. So they asked him in a press conference – if bulls are still a reward in college football. He brought up an idea, and he said, we need to intertwine NIL money with prize money from bulls. Players on the winning roster of the bowl get $10,000 each. Losers get none. That'll get their asses ready to play, is what he said. <laughs> That's an interesting idea. It's you know what, you it, might, what it might do is it might ca cause it – you remember last year in the bowl games, me and you gripped about it two years ago. We gripped about don't it. Play? So many players yeah. don't play in the bowl no, games. No, absolutely. Uh, it's an all-about-me world in this in college sports, but that's that, yeah. that would definitely be a uh, motivator, maybe get them off their butts to go play. No, I, I thought it was a very intriguing idea. I haven't heard anybody else bring that up, and I'd be, I'd be open to getting on that train yeah. and, and doing something. Hopefully it motivates those guys to play a little more. So 
Something else I saw. Just make Alabama richer and richer and richer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something else I saw. I'll, we'll call this an unbelievable stat of the day. I got this on Twitter a few weeks ago. K-State has beaten OU more than Oklahoma State has beaten them in 14 fewer games. OU's played Oklahoma State 116 times and won 19 of those. Yeah, 19 K-State has beaten OU 21 times in 102 games. I know it's a, and we know how bad K State was. Yeah, that's it, an interesting. Stat. It's a dominate. I've gone over the years. You can go back to the fifties and the sixties and just go down through there of the games, and you'll go. There's multiple times that Oklahoma won, like two whole senior freshman classes, never, never lost, lost a ball game. Yep. You know, and it's it's uh, even back whenever Oklahoma was bad in the middle of the nineties, they're still right there with them. Like Oklahoma State just dropped right with them. Um, I don't know what it is. It's the little brother syndrome, I suppose. I mean, I don't know what you can say. There's not – as an Oklahoma State fan, if you are an Oklahoma State fan, what are you going to say? I mean, the numbers are right there in front of you. You can't say anything now. Um, but the, they've got the weirdest personalities, though, to me. I've always thought about Oklahoma State fans. My hey, cousins be careful. We have a lot of Oklahoma uncles. State people but listening. No, I just say that they <laughs> – they uh, they will tell you how bad they're going to kick your ass this year, every year, after year, after year. And I'll go, if I was them, I would just shut up. Yeah. Like, if I play Alabama, I'm not going to go around rousing Alabama and saying, hey, I'm fixing to kick your ass, Alabama. We're better than you this year. Wait and do it a few times before you start that in. But that's I've always, they've always killed me when they do that as a as an OSU fan. But All right, let's let's. It is what, so hey, in, I still like them, in though. Case we, in case we <laughs> don't get a podcast in before – we got the big K-State OU game down in Norman coming up 12 days from now. We have to do one the day before. Okay. We'll see or the we week before. In. I'm going to go to New York City that next okay. week for that 9-11 deal. Okay, that's and, right. Um, so I want to do one, and we'll, we'll, watch the, uh, we'll watch the OU K-State game in New York. Okay. Uh, so I'd like to do one the day before, maybe do some picks on it, okay. look at them both one more week. I can tell you this, it's going to be just like every time else that they've played, I already think. It's going to come right down to the nut cutting and who's got the ball last the or whatever. nut cutting. Love it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not going to be – I don't think it's going to be right. any fun. Well, we'll we'll try to get a we'll try to get a podcast in right before the game then. I, I'll look at my schedule. We'll see what we can make happen. So, last thing I have on my list here, <laughs> this is uh, one of those you can't make this stuff up. So, for those of you that aren't from Salina and aren't familiar with this, so we have a river festival in June every year. It's a long weekend, Thursday through Sunday. Lots Everybody of art, comes lots back. Lots of food, lots of music outside in one of the big parks here in town. So, leading up to the river festival, they do something they call the medallion quest. And what they do is they hide, they hide something somewhere on public land in town. And each day they give a couple of clues, like one in the morning, one in the evening. On the radio station. That you got to yeah. try to figure out what the clues mean. And, and, and you go out and hunt for this medallion. And if you get it, you get like a $1,000 gift certificate for R. I think you get there's, – there's a prize package you right. run for. It's, I mean, it's a few thousand it's dollars. A nice, it's, it's a yeah, nice it's prize nothing package. To sneeze at, yeah. but, uh, so they start that at the end of May and kind of goes into the beginning of June. So <laughs> – I'm I'm on this Facebook and I've never gone out to hunt for it, so I don't know why I d- I did this. But I'm on this Facebook group on that's all these quest people that when the new clue comes out, they all go on there and post about what they think it means and where they've been looking and and all that kind of stuff, trying to share ideas to help everybody out to try to go find it. So this year there was a lady that got upset on there after the medallion quest was over, and she got upset because she searched so much that she wore holes in her shoes and then ended up getting a rash on her foot because <laughs> of whatever she walked through with oh, holes in her man. shoes. And she felt that she is entitled to some sort of compensation from the River Festival group that runs it uh, be- because of the situation. Like, literally was talking oh, about suing them God. and wanted them to help compensate for her doctor's appointment and medication to get rid of her rash because of this. You can't so, make folks, that up. just to understand, she willingly participated, obsessively, let's call it, in a search for this medallion. If she wore shoes out, she to was the, out looking a lot more than I was looking. To the point she ruined her personal property and injured herself. Oh, my God. If she wins this uh, suit, if she brings suit, then I'm going to 
say that my fingers have cramped up from using scratchers and I deserve yeah. some money from the, the Kansas, Kansas lottery. lottery. No, I don't think I haven't seen anything about it. I don't think she's going to sue or anything. Oh, but yeah, I was funny that she, she would even bring it up. Off, so. That's well, good. hey, that's 59 minutes, so that's right on. An well, hour. I hope when Anything. we come back that uh, Pujols is at 700 and and OU and K-State are going against each other undefeated. That's my big hope for our next podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. K-State's got Tulane. I'm more concerned about Tulane than I was Missouri. Yeah. We've got Missouri Tulane just wasn't very good. No. It's, it's shocking that they no. they haven't. They're another one that should have never left. Their coach is a douche. Yep. Um, I'm not going to go on about Missouri, but uh, I didn't think K State would handle them like they did. But I, I, I'm more, I was more worried about this. Did your crowd game. stick around after the delay uh, or uh, half of it? Maybe, yeah. yeah. So, well, anything else before we leave? Nope. We'll look forward to hearing from you in two weeks. And you guys throw your picks on there if you think you got some good picks. And yeah, me and let's Kevin see if will you shout guys them can out catch there. us. So I'm planning on going three and zero after this week. So <laughs> if you got a pick, uh, throw it out there and let us know what it is. So we'll keep track of your picks as well. See who can win this thing. So. All right, well, we'll try to get one in before the K-State OU game on the 24th. Um, talk to you then. Yep, talk to you then. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.